What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Other Wrestling Dave's Podcast. I'm your host, David Rosenberg, and I'm here with Austin and Donnie again. We have a lot to talk about this week. We've been pretty much doing WWE pay-per-views for the past two weeks, but uh, AEW is now on our radar once again. Revolution is on Saturday or Sunday? Revolution's on Sunday, I believe. Right. It's on the so- 7th. Revolutions on the seventh, and then there's the big Shaq versus Cody with Jade Cargill oh, yeah. and Red Velvet involved on Wednesday as well. So, kind of a big dynamite, big AW week. So, a lot of our focus is going to be on that. Of course, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards came out this week as well. So, they've been pretty controversial on Twitter. So, we'll talk about that a little bit. I don't think we're going to have too many issues with it, but maybe we'll talk about some of that and and then how that all played out on the internet but yeah revolution first uh austin just initial thoughts are you excited uh for this revolution pay-per-view i think aw does a really good job uh with only four pay-per-views every year making each of them feel special and just getting me super amped so I, i'm wondering if you're feeling the same way dave i've got four words for you exploding barbed wire deathmatch I think that's this thing's going to be ridiculous. No, I'm pretty sure. What barbed wire's got to be too. Barbed wire is. Uh, I think it's a compound word. All right. Anyways, 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 it's going to be dope. People are going to die. I'm looking forward to it. I don't. I sure I, hope I, no one dies. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what a death match is. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to die, but it certainly is one of the marquee matches on this card. Donnie, your thoughts? I think for AEW Revolution's one of their big top two pay per views every year. I'm really looking forward, of course, to the men's championship match and the reintroduction of the women's championship match being commonly fought for. Every year. You say that like it's happened more than twice. And It, and, it and is I, definitely positioned as their big two. Is it? I, I think All Out and yeah, Double or Nothing like are definitely uh, the yeah, top two. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, this well, was, I think, the best pay-per-view last year. But, but I think uh, the point that we're missing... I really thought it, of it as All Out in this. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Revolution was very good last year and that Double or Nothing, especially with like COVID, right, shut it down so that we've had the... Uh, hmm. I mean, it's not like it was bad, but all I can really remember from the last Double or Nothing was the stadium stampede but it is certainly you know one of the four pay-per-views that we get every year which is kind of my earlier point that we everything feels big when AEW does it on a pay-per-view scale because we just it's withheld from us right like i mean mm-hmm. i know it's more expensive than the wwe network that the network is soon to be gone and will be cheaper on peacock right people can get their stuff for five dollars uh, to watch wrestlemania if they want to this april on a two night affair so that that's certainly what that's two dollars and fifty cents a night if you're only going to watch it those two nights for wrestlemania so that's certainly a deal whereas a aw pay-per-view is uh, i think 50 or 60 dollars on br live but people pay for them and i i believe they've averaged near a hundred thousand buys or above that uh for every single major pay-per-view that they've done so it does make sense that you think of revolution as this big two three four whatever it is because they intend to make it so important, but let's run down the card. You guys already talked about some of the matches. Let's start at the very uh, top AW championship match, world championship match, exploding barbed wire death match. Kenny Omega, Don Callis will be by his side versus John Moxley. Who are you guys thinking here? We have one week to go. Uh, Dynamite is still on the way, so we can talk about what we think might happen in the week to come, but I feel like we're in a good position with AEW to start predicting exactly what's going to happen next week. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So this this was wild, man. I had never heard of an exploding barbed wire death match before. I guess it's a thing. Yeah. Like so as yeah, okay. much as such a thing could be a thing. Right. I think it's a Japanese thing death that may, thing. Uh, yeah. maybe Luther would be somewhat privy to that kind of stuff. I feel like he was in the deathmatch Japanese scene back in the like right. 90s and stuff like that. So that, I feel like he might have some influence here. Like, I, I don't know. I, I am surprised to see them go that route, especially because um, the thing that they're criticized for a lot, I think, <laughs> is the like blood and guts mentality. But then again, it's really worked. RIP blood and guts. I, I think we'll get blood and guts eventually. But I do think that the, so. uh, you know, the, the, the intense thing that we've never heard of is good. I think it opens up a lot of people's perceptions to what wrestling could be like based on what they've already had on TV from WWE for years. I think a lot of people nowadays are kind of forgetting all the different types of wrestling. Not saying that we should go into depth matches just being a thing that are commonplace. Yeah, well, you really, you really don't get too many death matches on TV or even in the, the mainstream, like, company. Like, when's, I don't, I, I cannot tell you the last time WWE did a deathmatch. I don't think they'd ever call anything a deathmatch. Yeah. Did they I even do barbed wire? I, th- I think like, ECW, um, maybe ropes. their ECW properties and their hardcore property stuff back in the 90s certainly did. But I don't think it's, it's, it's certainly not common now. Nothing in the last 5, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years, honestly. So it, it's... It's very different. That's what I'm saying. Is it's very different from what we're used to seeing on an American product. It is a very like niche uh, a thing. I would expect it maybe on the indies, you know. But the indies again, like I don't know if you guys have ever been to a deathmatch show on the independent scene, but they're pretty gruesome. They're not the easiest thing to watch, and it feels like there's a lot of people there, but it's often because they're in small venues that are just jam-packed with a bunch of people who are intensely into it. It, it is not a big crowd. So I, I am interested. I think the explosions here, I'm interested to see because yeah. I've only seen, I don't know about you guys, but I've only seen a few videos online, right? Referenced YouTube links and stuff like that, that people have posted on Twitter. That's all my knowledge is on this exploding part. But there does it does look like there will be explosions. I know Excalibur said that there will be landmines on the floor. So I think people will pay for this match alone honestly yeah it's definitely a a niche market it'll be interesting it's definitely it's definitely gonna be wild i i I think omega's gonna retain yeah there's no chance he doesn't i don't think Uh, think there's no chance i I mean with the way they're pivoting the whole storyline a lot of the language used this past wednesday i feel was made to make us believe that moxley might be uh coming to an an end not an end but like he won't be on AW for maybe an extended period of time. And I think mm-hmm. one big sign of that, uh, other than uh, the impending birth of his child, I don't know if you've seen pictures of Renee uh, Paquette recently, but she's, she's getting there. She's, you know, she's, she's certainly big. So they're about to have a kid. Uh, and I would assume that he would want to be around just to help her out and take, you know, whatever paternity leave AW will allow. Cause at the end of the day, I think, Family's really important to all the people that are in AEW. So the other thing that I want to mention about Moxley and why I think that he won't be in AEW for a bit in the future is that he retained his U.S. championship against Kenta on New Japan Strong this past week. I don't know if either of you guys caught that match, uh, but it was really good. A lot of people were talking about it, but I think that he, he maybe could go to Japan. And I know one of the big things about 
the Japanese crossover stuff, you know, Forbidden Door and all of that, is that people can't travel because there's a long wait time if you're Japanese and you have to go over to America. So I think to get the belt onto who they want it to be on, Moxley may have to go over to Japan for a month or so uh, and, and, you know, do that and then quarantine again uh, to be with his family. So I, I think there's a lot of indications that aren't really wrestling related that Kenny Omega will actually beat John Moxley this weekend. But AW is, I think, the best company in my eyes at pulling that surprise and having John Moxley just win it when I thought it was almost a certainty. But he just talked about it being his last match this past Wednesday in that promo. It was so... I think that was a bit of a death match kind of quip. Just, you know, if I die, I'm okay with this being the last match. I, I mean, you think that he's trying to play this up as a legitimate death match that someone could die here? I believe this is a performance, yes. Uh, I mean, I think it's within the bounds of... Uh, I think they know AW fans aren't... Well, also, if he gets like grievously injured and cannot wrestle for an extended period of time, I think that's something that's actually likely. But no, for sure, I don't think he's going to win. The important thing with having the actual crossover between New Japan is having representation. If you don't have anybody here that can wrestle for New Japan, you got to have somebody there that can wrestle for AEW. Yeah, it does have to be reciprocated, and this is the perfect time. And I think AEW can actually take the hit, if that makes sense, of losing John Moxley, in a sense. Uh, only for a little bit of time, obviously. And, of course, he deserves to take the time off with his family, if that's what he chooses to do. Uh, second on the card, we have... What, what what would you consider to be the co-main event or second main event? I think it's the women's. The women's, the women's championship match. We don't even know who's yeah, going to be in the, there yet. Sheeta will be retaining. Uh, I mean, not retaining, but uh, competing against uh, either who? Nyla... She's defending against Nyla Rose or Thunder Rosa and Rio Mizunami. Yes. Okay, so it's Sunday night as we're recording. So we just finished watching uh, Rio Mizunami beat Aja, uh, I'm sorry, Yuka Sakazaki on... I had some trouble getting it on BR Live. I know Tony Khan posted it for free on YouTube because a lot of people had some issues. Uh, the match, I thought... The matches were pretty good. I'll be honest. Uh, Thunder Rosa and Riho was just kind of picking up, in my opinion, and it ended a bit abruptly. So uh, I would have liked to see these two go a lot longer, and I, I, I think that this is a case of they're just saving that match for later because Riho really impressed me with her Serena Deep match that went about like 15 minutes and, and I thought was just like a really high point of dynamite just a few weeks ago but yeah thunder rosa and riho was just kind of an abrupt finish here so i think we will see riho in the future but my pick is uh i think thunder rosa to come out of those three and i and i could see her beating hikaru shida at the pay-per-view honestly shida's been great but she's been there for far too long and thunder rosa mm -hmm. i think has proved herself as nwa women's champion and now uh soon to be aw women's champion yeah, it feels like Thunder Rosa has been on a, I mean, like really on a hot streak ever since she's been participating in AEW. Like, I, I, it feels like she always won. Like, every time she's in a match, I feel like she's the favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've enjoyed a lot of what she has been doing, but I just, there hasn't been a lot of, like, week-to-week -week stuff where she's actually on the show compared to Kenny or John when he had the title. 
exactly those two momentums are going in the opposite directions, I think, that you guys are talking about, right? Sheeta going mm -hmm. uh, down and Rosa going up. It is just the perfect mix. Of course, I could be wrong. Maybe they'll go in the Nyla Rose direction, but I just feel like her place is not at, at the top of the... I, I think she's like a reckless beast is better and not always in the title picture because it's too obvious because she's so dominant, you know? And I don't think right. her recent title reign within the past year was people aren't longing for a second so soon, you know, as opposed to Riho where I think people feel kind of like, uh, they could have used more of her, honestly, at least the AEW fans. I, you know, I know there's a group that really does not like this women's division at all, but if you look back about a year, I don't think we talk about some of these names the way that we're talking about. Uh, certainly not Thunder Rosa because she wasn't even involved in the company. Um, but yeah, this probably is actually the second match, second biggest match on the show. And then the third match is probably uh, the tag team championship match with the Young Bucks yeah. uh, versus the Inner Circle. Jericho and MJF representing the Inner Circle. If you'll remember a few weeks ago, they did the whole you know, inner circle versus inner circle versus inner circle thing. Of course, in the past few weeks, Sammy Guevara has left the inner circle. So you wonder if he could show up and do something here. I, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's a, cause I, I think we should get MJF Sammy Guevara now that Sammy Guevara is separated from the inner circle. Doesn't that make sense? Interrupting this match and MJF fighting on behalf of Jericho and himself makes a lot of sense to me. You know what I would do if I was booking this match? I would have uh, a, a hooded Guevara run in to help out the Young Bucks. Why Another and, hooded uh, Guevara run in? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, disguised or whatever, masked maybe. And, you know, somebody, they're running in and it's like, oh, who's that helping him? And it's like, oh, it's Sammy Guevara. Why is he turning on the inner circle? I mean, I know he turned already, but. Why would he join the Bucks? That's I don't know. I don't think he would join the Bucks. I just want to see him, like, try and get revenge on the inner circle. I feel like it's more likely that he'll go after MJF because he's not super upset. Yeah. I think with Jericho, just that Jericho hasn't really defended him. It seems like he feels like he's been abandoned by the inner circle. Yeah, I think he would definitely want to screw them over, especially MJF. Yeah, and you know, I think that's the perfect way to lead to the singles match. So I think we're all in agreement here that the inner circle will somehow lose this, whether by conventional methods to the best tag team in the company, Young Bucks, or by some screw method with uh, Sammy Guevara hooded or not. <laughs> yeah. Does Wardlow get ejected? 100%. Uh, yeah, I, it depends. <laughs> so Aubrey tends to ref Jericho's matches. I don't know if that'll oh, be the case. Oh, that's a good point. She will. I, I, I assume she'll be doing the women's match. Um, and, and you know, she, it, it depends at this point who usually does Moxley's match. Maybe that'll be like a Bryce Remsburg match, the death match stuff. Uh, that, that seems like it's a little more plausible than Aubrey, but, uh, if Aubrey's in it, I, I can certainly see her ejecting Wardlow, but I don't know if I can see the other guys, uh, getting her out. And then, you know, if Wardlow does stay ringside, he of course could be the person instead of Sammy that makes the interference, um, because I think Wardlow could separate at any time as well. I know he's supposed to be loyal to Max and stuff like that, but there's been seeds, right, of doubt mm. that, you know, he's just not – I wouldn't be happy in his situation, and he's certainly big enough to uh, overcome anything that MJF wants to, wants to do. So, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of options, but any way you slice it up, I'm pretty sure the Young Bucks are going to be winning this one, so don't put your money on the inner circle. The next match we're going to talk about is Team Taz versus Darby Allen and Sting. This is my big question. How cinematic do you think this is going to be? Is this a live, legitimate match? I mean, I know 
I think they're advertising it as such. And we saw Sting take the power bomb. You know, this is with Sting's age. This is the one that you would take your liberties on, right? Yeah, I would assume so. But I also think with the number of people that are coming back, and I, I think this is going to be a pretty full show. True. I don't know that they're going to really do a cinematic match. Right. Well, I, you know, the stadium stampede, I don't know how that, I guess that was with absolutely no fans. So it's, it's a bit different, but you know, I feel like that could have been on a regular show to be honest. And AEW fans would have eaten it up. I, I honestly can't even remember if fans watch that in Daly's place or not, but I think we're going to get a legitimate street fight between Darby Allen, Sting, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks. I'm fine with three of those four guys. Uh, doing a street fight, but I'm a, a bit worried for Sting because I think that I, I don't think he'll be in any danger, right? They're not stupid. They're not going to put this guy that they just got who has a history of neck problems and stuff like that. They're not going to put him in any imminent danger, but they're not going to throw him through a windshield. No, right. But well. they do risk him just kind of looking like he's standing there. Uh, kind of the same fear Menacingly. I have for Shaq on Wednesday being like, are you really doing anything there, big man? Like, you know, is this really just about the other people in the match that you're trying to get over? And, you know, I hope that uh, doesn't become too apparent. That, that That's my biggest fear for this match. I, I would be willing to bet that Sting has some some tricks up his sleeve. I, I think he's going to end up looking better than we think in this match. I sure hope so. I mean, he's had enough time to get any kind of work done that he needs to prepare himself for this. But with age, there's certain things that you just cannot overcome. Oh, sure. well, he certainly has the size uh, on on last dynamite. I was or, or two dynamites ago. Whenever he went at Brian Cage, yeah, he yeah. he's bigger than Brian Cage, uh, at least mm-hmm. height wise. You know, uh, this that's a big guy that Cage had to yeah, pick no up, and you just kind of yeah, you can kind of just see how he you know the old guard wrestlers were just a bigger breed than today's are. I mean, even Brian mm-hmm. Cage, who is a monster now, he's just about probably what Sting looked like when uh, Sting was all roided up in, in the 80s Jesus. and stuff like that. So it, it's, it's yeah, it's it's just kind of like, uh, you know, the size difference, uh, I think, will play into Sting's favor. His punches look good to me. He knows how to throw a punch still. I don't think that's something you lose. Uh, and today's wrestlers throw a punch differently than yesterday's wrestlers. So uh, that will be, uh, his basics will be fine. And I think there's certain parts of the match that, that will really be nice to see but i i do think darby allen has to enter some modern wrestling phase part of this match he he does that right. kind of high flying mixed with death defying style so once he gets that high flying in and in and, and the jumping and stuff sting is just gonna have to watch that hopefully they can just get sting off to the side or something and he can pretend like he's hurt like every wrestler does during like a royal rumble or any tag team match so that you know, everyone can get their shit in and Sting doesn't have to look like a goof, but I, I do worry. Uh, I think this is one where you could take some artistic license on it and people won't be upset. But then again, if you're advertising that this this is Sting's return, a lot of people are going to be really excited just to see Sting throw a punch or two. Sucks. So, oh. so yeah, people are, people are going to go nuts for this, I think. So it, it should be good. Are you taking – Darby Allen's got to win this, right? He's, the, I mean, he's the champion. Sting's here to give him the rub. This is this has got to go in their favor. Or does somehow Team Taz win this? Does Hook make a run-in? Yeah, uh, I mean, was, on his face. Hook was in a body uh, bag last we saw him. Oh, yeah, well, you think he's actually dead? No, he was alive in the body bag. Uh, okay, I'm just yeah, saying. I think he's found Sting his way out of him. the body bag by this point. 
But yeah, it's uh no, I agree. I, I Sting and Sting and Darby should get the win here. Uh, I, I think there's a chance that somebody like Hook does run in, but I, I think two on two, Sting and Sting and Darby got to unless there's some interference. Basically. We got, we might get a, a Paul White run in. We don't know. True, true. We don't know. Uh, well, I, I don't know if he can well, do like physical stuff yet. I think he can only do commentary. Uh, I, I yeah, doubt you he means because I, I really yeah, because because he's just probably I don't know how long he's been off his contract and if it's been like the whole ninety day thing. And I feel like there might be. I feel like they're calling him. I don't. They know. did say he has his AEW. They've, wrestling they've called license. him. They've oh. called him an announcer. I really don't think he's going to start his career with a run in. They're going to give him at least a, a week before he turns. <laughs> well, who Darby's friends in AEW all have other matches. It, I like mean, his his tangential friend, right? Like, his big friend here is Sting, obviously. So I, yeah. I, I do think that, yeah, I, I think it'll be quite hard for Cage and Starks to come out on top. Although, uh, just being involved with Sting, I feel like even as the losing side is going to uh, get them a certain rub as well. Um, especially if Cage, I think the power bomb went over really well. It was gifable, which is uh, super important in today's uh, internet social media society, where a lot of wrestling fans communicate on there if you can show a gif of you know brian cage power bombing sting in the middle of the ring and him laying up and staring for the first time if it's perfectly shot the way it was mm-hmm. i think uh that that's exactly how they have to play this and and to that point uh the the way they shot what could have been a super goofy angle where darby allen came in on the whatever it is the zip line you know correct they filmed it called. really well I thought, and he got the harness off in time and was able to deliver the skateboard punches and stuff like that. So um, if they can mix in some of that, we'll call it creativity, but you know, it's really just kind of bullshit in the middle of booking, but it makes the matches fun and it makes them unique and into the character, especially when Darby Allen's character is so much, uh, what's the word, bravado. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it, it's just so, it, it's not always going to translate into moves unless it's like a coffin drop. So uh, I think uh, they'll do some cool stuff in, in this and it'll come off uh, possibly better to the fans on watching it on television or pay-per-view uh, than it will to the people watching it in, in this, in Dilly's place. Uh, the next match we have to talk about Adam page and Matt Hardy. We, we've known about this for a bit. We talked about this, we right? Told so, y'all. <laughs> yep. We, 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 we you heard we it here right. first. <laughs> um, now we have to pick who's going to win. Do you have any insight on that one, Austin? Uh, well, I don't have inside info this time. But if I had to put money on it, I would uh, have to bet on big money Matt Hardy. Um, which, you know, I'm I'm, I'm as big uh, an Adam Page fan as uh, as there is. Uh, but I, I think I think Hardy's going to get into some underhanded tactics. I think he's going to screw him out of the match. I think I I know the match is for the uh, the losers' first quarter winnings of this year. Right, it's a big money match. The winner receives the losers' twenty twenty one which first quarter earnings. I just I, I think it makes way more sense for Matt to have that power over Page than than the other way around. Uh, should we be talking about what we're expecting from the crossroads on Dynamite? Well, we have a, a tag team match between Private Party, TH2, and some of the Dark Order. So Adam can go back to the Dark Order. He doesn't need money when he's in a cult. I, I agree. I think there's a, you know, I think there's a lot 
of options here for Adam Page in a in a loss. I know I don't think any of us are going to be surprised here um, if he loses. Uh, Adonis, are you saying that 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 the Dark Order could somehow help him on on, on Sunday oh, if he, no, if no, he no. gets involved I, with them? I think he should probably lose this big money match and then he and could, then join the Dark know, Order, restructure to joining the Dark Order. Right, I think that yeah. is the most logical uh, a thing, especially because they made it. Uh, I remember hearing the line. Right, I remember to throw hearing, down this Matt Hardy. Yeah, I remember you know? hearing Hardy complain that he was choosing the Dark Order over them or over Big Money Matt, and and, and I felt that that was, I mean, not foreshadowing because that kind of is what he was doing. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, this is. I think Hangman could realize he made a mistake by saying no to them and by joining them, especially because the Dark Order probably also had to change their plans with Anna Jay getting injured over the past few weeks and being taken out of the Women's Eliminator Tournament. So, uh, yeah, Adam Page and Dark Order feels best for business to me. Um, I just do want to make a note that Adam Page probably needs to get some big win and match out of that Dark Order storyline somehow. And, and it can happen because Dark Order are kind of fan favorite funny guys now. You know, they're not mm. these, I, I, you know, Brody Lee was this big evil heel. And, and with his passing, uh, they, you know, they kind of have turned into their BTE personas minus Brody Lee, which was, you know, the only serious one of the bunch. So they are just going to be goofy and it's hard it's hard not to get behind them, especially with, you know, everything they've been through and how supportive they've been of negative one and stuff like that. So, uh, good guy with good guy, you know, that's like a full, for me that, that yeah. almost helps them with like a full face turn, you know, in, no, in a does, way. Cause that's all they're missing them. is the, at this point is the big star, the big, like the big name. A, yeah. Yeah. Leadership. They're, they're, and, they, and, they need a leader. Yeah. Leadership. And, and page would be that. And he could inner circle versus, God, I'm blanking. Dark Order. Dark Order. <laughs> we just said that a second ago. We what? could also have Dark Order going up against whatever uh, Eddie Kingston's family is. Yeah, that too. Cool there's too. so many big factions in AEW that could go in a lot of Page versus Kingston. Right, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be, uh, I, at least I know on the last cruise, they said that there would be a, a trio's belt eventually oh, cool. down the line. Oh, yeah. So that that that's, you know, that's that that feels like uh it's 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 perfect for aw and perhaps the second show that aw is is still supposed to get i'm not sure when that's coming wouldn't it be third sure i guess if you consider the youtube show a show oh this second show is going to be on tv i know yeah paul white signed on to announce that i'm I'm pretty sure it is i I think think. it is supposed to be on tv i don't know what day it is uh, but, well, but yeah, I thought it was going to be on Mondays and I'm not, I, I thought Sunday sure or Monday, accurate, I couldn't but... tell, but I know they don't want to go up against football or really WWE, but maybe, you know, they that might've changed. Against maybe they do want to go up honest. against Raw. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they do, but uh, you know, uh, then again, who knows? Uh, but yeah, that, 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 that certainly seems like all of that will, uh, translate nicely. And, uh, you know, this is digressed from, uh, hangman and Hardy, <laughs> but I think, uh, hangman winning this match and joining dark order, uh, is certainly the story that we want to happen. Of course, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm lose. sorry. Yeah, losing and joining the Dark Order yeah. is a story that we want to happen. But let's talk about the alternative. If Hangman wins, uh, he probably doesn't go to the Dark Order, does he? What 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 would he do in that right. case? Can you see an actual storyline that 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 follows? Uh, maybe a chase for the AEW Championship at that point. If Moxley yeah. is indeed out of the picture, there is still tensions with Kenny. 
I, I guess that's the only way he could go. Because I mean, that's that's the big reason why I'm uh, you know, expecting him to lose is because it's so much easier for me to draw a line from that to what what he does next. Right. And with a guy like that, you know, you always want kind of the next thing coming up, and it, it feels like he's kind of been out of the. Out of, out of not not out of the uh, the focus, I guess, but he out hasn't story. quite been. Yeah, well, I mean, he's had his his stories. They've just kind of been like side stories, and I, I, I it would be good to see him go for a title soon. So I guess, I guess that could this winning this match could springboard him towards that. Yeah, I'm scratching my head to come up with something, and really, I I see nothing. It's just he could go for the titles being on dark, uh, the dark order, even better. It's interesting because I was just thinking the other day that. You know, the stipulation of, like, money should be introduced more. You used to have matches, even in Lucha Underground, that were for $100,000, you know, something like that. That is instantly a reason for two people that, you know, we might not usually see fight, like an Adam Page and Matt Hardy, even though they've done a great job putting this story together and for the reasons of their fight. And I think that it being a motivator helps because... It it's like a neutral way to progress a storyline. Does that make sense? We don't have such linear things with uh, Hangman uh, going straight to Dark Order because I think that is almost too easy of a storyline for us because mm. they've actually shied away from it two or three times now. Probably more, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, it depends. Yeah. I, I don't keep up with BT regularly, bit. but yeah, it feels like every other week they're shying off of it. Well, I think it's just the long game, you know? I think... It, it, they've been teasing it for a long time. I think it's. I think. I think it's heading that way finally. And you have to consider the uh, like. I think the fallout and reaction from uh, him him declining the Dark Order initially, right? When that that was a big scene. I think people remember where they played the big. He said yes. Uh, <laughs> thing. I, I, everyone remembers that scene. I, that was great. I think from that moment, creative might have made a decision and gone. We actually do need to pull the trigger on this. People would respond well to it so hopefully they do go that way but we've at least booked out another path if if page does beat matt hardy because to be honest both guys are at the point in their aw careers where they could use a win so i think hardy a bit more so though uh and then as we work towards the bottom of the card i guess it's there's the ladder match i thought it was for the uh i'm sorry the tnt championship but it's actually the winner gets to face the TNT champion because Darby, as I stupidly forgot, is in, is in that match already. Um, the participants of this one, Cody Rhodes, is there, so I'm he's always going to be a favorite. Uh, Scorpio Sky, uh, Pentagon, Lance Archer, Preston Ten Vance, or Max Caster. I guess that's Preston a match Vance. to be determined. That that match is Wednesday. on. Wednesday, yes. The winner then, of that match, just like the winner of Lance Phoenix. And then the to be announced is we don't know. It will be a surprise. Sammy. Oh, I Sammy's a good. Uh, Sammy could be good. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought maybe it could be another Forbidden Door, New Japan yeah. Impact. Yeah, it could be a debut. NWA person, maybe. I'm not sure. You know, um, but it's it's. I think TBA is always an interesting placement mm-hmm. when you're talking about it on like an already pretty stacked card this is like the sixth match that we're talking about he is the most hyped and they're like every year but you don't need to know all the participants so <laughs> oh and by the way it's a ladder match so it already seems a bit insane uh and you know to be honest it's it's overbooked but uh, hopefully it's good i i'm not so sure that <laughs> preston vance or max caster whoever wins that match is going to win this so i'm going to automatically rule him out 
Uh, Lance <laughs> Archer beating Phoenix to qualify for this was a bit of a surprise. And I think that him having a title is a good thing for AW, but I don't think that this is the time. Uh, and I think that they could honestly go with any of the three, Cody, Scorpio, or Penta. So I, well, I really don't have a pick for this one. It's just for a title shot. I think Lance Archer could still win and then maybe lose the, the match. True, true, true. I guess it also has to be, you have to consider the matchup for Darby Allen because you have to consider who would be the best drawing right. match for Darby Allen, if you want to think of it in that sense. Someone and else who has no fear. To that end, I'd love to see him versus no fear. Ooh, who do you think it's going to be? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, uh, so first of all, this 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 match seems like a uh, like the kind of thing that's going to steal the show. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those uh, one of those matches that's going to be in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the card. Right. It's kind of reminiscent of that. Uh, what was that? That big the ladder North match, American, yep, yep, with yeah. Ricochet and, and 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 Adam Cole. The that inaugural, is exactly the vibe that I got when I saw this uh, this lineup. I think, yeah, it's going to be a huge spot fest. We're going to see some crazy stuff. Um, I don't know who's going to win. I really have no no good idea. I think maybe uh, Cody. I could see probably would be my favorite, but I, that's probably the obvious bet here. Yeah, it's just so easy to pick Cody. I wonder if yeah. they would actually go with the Scorpio Sky. Because I know his singles career is kind of something that has needed to get along for a while. Not that SCU is a bad thing, right. but with uh, you know, Daniels, a few times. right? Daniels and Kazarian aging and stuff like that, and obviously they're a fine tag team by themselves. But um, they could even go with like a you know friendly split and not even a split of sorts. Just a I'm gonna you know like Kofi Mania did his own thing. Yeah. Um, you know he he was a trio and he split off from his guys, so I think uh, Scorpio could do easily the same. Yeah, thing. this this match seems a little big for Scorpio Sky to win it, in my opinion. I would I would definitely put money on either Cody or Archer, maybe Pentagon, uh, which would be super cool. Still has Johnny. a story up in the air with Darby and Sting. Yeah, that's that's also true. I think that how how that match goes also will will definitely impact how this one goes. Donnie, it sounds like you're picking Pentagon. Oh, uh, that'd be a really cool match to really watch cool. if that's how we're trying to figure out the Somebody winner. Would die. You just had Penta break up with his brother. You just had Penta versus Phoenix. I don't want to get either of those two guys involved with Darby Allen unless they're going to win it off of him, and I don't really want him to lose right now. True. So I think my pick, unfortunately, is going to be Cody for this. And, and Cody, I you know, Cody losing or i you know it just uh it seems so overplayed of course it could be to be announced we, we don't know who could. that is it's you know if it's a new name um especially a crossover name i think if it is yeah. in fact a crossover name uh this is this is more likely for, for that person to win because i think it'll be an immediate shock of like oh my god this person's here now they're in the picture and then yeah. getting a title watch, watch it's just okada like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> No, I'm totally kidding. But that would be. <laughs> Could you would, imagine? That, that would be. That would be. <laughs> Okada taking a, a. Okada comes to America, gets step put down in the mid card, the TV title. <laughs> I, 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 you know, maybe he's game. Maybe he's game. No, but uh, yeah, someone. So I'm trying to think of who the who the right New Japan Marty guy. Marty Skrull. I don't know. That is. I, That's I, the I, wrong I, New Japan guy. Yeah, no, it's pop. it's it's not a good one. But I feel like it's a possibility. Um, it I, might be some impact guy. I, I don't, don't know. know. He had the speaking out accusations, so yeah. I think that uh, he's kind of on the uh, on the don't speak about him list. So yeah, uh, I I, wasn't there some news on him recently? Didn't he just? He like, was it a New Japan 
backstage thing, but I don't know. We don't know what his involvement is just yet. Right. So, uh, Trent is still injured. He could be coming back, but probably not in this match. True. Could be. Oh, Orange Cassidy's already doing stuff with the best friends, anyways. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. So, uh, let's talk about that match. Miro and Kip Sabian. That's uh, Fallout of the Wedding, right? That's going to mm-hmm. be uh, versus the best friends, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. This iteration. Uh, so Trent. I feel like could make his comeback in this match, but also could definitely be, you know, one one of the solo people. Uh, do you think? I have we seen Miro have like? Is this his first? Pay, this is his first pay per view match, right? I I think you're right. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I know he hasn't wrestled much. I right. think it's his first pay per view match. Yeah, I think him and Kip just had some squash. Uh, I don't want to call them squash matches. That feels kind of bad. They they've won against some people on I, Dynamite. Yeah, I mean one-sided matches we'll call them, but these uh I think Miro I hate to keep using he's due or he needs a win as a reason for picking these people, but a lot of times in wrestling I feel like that is the case, especially when it's supposed to be mm-hmm. someone who came over from WWE to, you know, the greener pasture uh that maybe hasn't been so green. I I think he's been playing it as he's happy and he likes this and everything, but at least from a fan standpoint, uh Rusev Day was far far bigger than Miro the best man. I I this this character hasn't worked for me and I think his alliance with Kip Sabian should come to an end from from this. I I would actually like to see them lose and see him blame Kip and turn on Kip um miro the raging bull the bulgarian bull that that's much more exciting to me and i and then we can go ahead and see the things that i thought we all assumed we would see with things like miro versus wardlow miro versus lance archer miro versus uh you know john moxley if he's still around honestly like there's just so many better people than to do the video game thing he can still do the video game thing but i think it's time to separate him and kip if you ask me. No, I totally agree. I, I, I was shocked when he came over and immediately they just kind of stuck him with Kip Sabian. Like, I mean, like of all the people, he's just okay. You know, like Kip uh, Sabian's fine. You know what I mean? But he's, yeah, he's not the one that's going to give the rub to your new star. You know, I, maybe they were just Miro's not going to give him the rub either. I mean, I guess we know yeah. more about Kip Sabian than we did before. Miro yeah. got involved with him. No, but... I think, I think Miro has elevate, elevated him a little bit, but I, I, and I, I think also, you know, it's not over. I think this will end with, you know, a Kip Miro feud, like you said. True, yeah. But I, yeah, I think it's time they, they give him the singles push. Maybe have him beat the shit out of uh, Kip for a little while and then, you know, chase after a title. Or he could even, they could even win the match and he could do all of the work and he could just get fed up with Kip and say, you know, you just. Something like yeah. that. I, you know, I know that could work ta- too. tag teams that are built to break up are, are, are not my favorite thing in the world. But this one uh, just should never have been built and needs to break up. So it's a, it's a completely different scenario in my eyes. I think this brings up an interesting question that I had while you guys were talking. Um, is there like a mid-card tag team? Like, of course there is. But with the Bucks, like, holding the title, mm-hmm. I feel like every tag team is basically fought for the title before. Um, the they vast are majority pretty, of them. They are pretty liberal with uh, the, the the tag team championship opportunities. God, yeah. that's such WWE speak. But that that so is like, there's just not that many teams. There's significantly less than there are singles wrestlers for sure. Well, I don't think have has uh the, the thing who, is who, who like are the rappers. Just, what are they? What are they? What are they? Top flight. 
Top Flight. That's no, they're not the rappers. Not the they're rappers, the, the Ascension. Ascension the and Top Flight, I feel, are are the next that's that haven't really seen it. Yeah, that's because they're new. What about like TH2? Uh, also haven't, I don't think, ha- had an opportunity. So, uh, Okay, fair point. Um, yeah, they don't seem to be making a splash in that kind of segment of the division either. Right. They, they don't even seem to honestly be focusing on a tag team partnership despite them being clearly uh, a tag team. You know, they're, they're more in that like makeshift I would hate to call them best friends. <laughs> yeah, I you know, but it's not. But I guess they well, are. They are facing the best friends, which is finally a tag team match. But this is literally, the, I feel like, the first time we've ever seen them. Like you said, outside of a one sided match, it doesn't feel like they're a legitimized tag team. It feels like they're two guys that have been together, and now they're going to have their first actual tag team match. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of this Miro thing. I think I've said that <laughs> about a dozen times this podcast. So. I'll let it rest, but hopefully just somehow when we're talking about this next week after Revolution, we're talking about how happy we are that Miro is now going to be on his own or something. Uh, And then the last thing that I think we have to talk about on the show, which I assume will be on the pre-show or kickoff, is this Casino Tag Team Royal. Uh, I guess it's a battle royal, but with tag teams, so there's two people in the ring. I don't know if it's where... Uh, one person gets eliminated, and then two people get, or or two people need to get eliminated. So it'll be interesting to see the way they do that. Of course, they have done weird rules with the casino thing in the past. Uh, do you know? Oh. Ha- have they done any indication on how they're going to play that? Uh, I know they well, used to have the suits, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be that kind of Royal Rumble type deal. It's just going to be a battle royal. They had a tag team battle royal on a dynamite i believe recently i think they did Um, yeah so i think if i remember correctly with that the members went in together but they got eliminated separately so so it it might be double elimination it might be suits and then double elimination so uh, whoever the last person in the ring is wins for their team have they done this before they did this yeah i remember because i thought it was stupid that uh one of the top flight guys was picking a fight on uh, some other uninvolved individual when there are like two members of the inner circle still around. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's also, there's two dark order teams in it. This match is a whole, I mean, this is a mess. I, I don't I know mean, what to make of this. We got dark order one, which is Reynolds and silver dark order two, which is Uno and Grayson. And then inner circle Santana and Ortiz, because the other inner circle is going to be in another match later that night. Uh, Butcher and blade who we all love and adore. Private Party, who I think are still with, are they still with Matt Hardy, or did they turn on him? They turned on. No, him. they're still with Matt Hardy. They're still with him. Okay. They have a tag team match with him on Wednesday. Versus top uh, versus Top Flight is also in this, so we mentioned them earlier. And then this says versus TBA, so that that pesky fellow shows up again. Uh, there is another team hey, in this. Yeah, match. I knew you'd bring this up, and I'm hoping <laughs> you know who they are because I, I have never heard of these people. I have also never heard of these people. Bear Country, hey. Bear Boulder, and Bear Bronson. What the? Who the fuck are they? Who? They were also in the other Dynamite episode tag team royal. There's what? What kind of memory do you have? Why do you remember this? Like I so take Donnie, notes. You were asking earlier about. Lower and mid card tag team wrestlers. No, you know, they I are. completely forgot that there were lower <laughs> and mid card tag team wrestlers. To Bear Country, <laughs> <laughs> they've been on Dark. I haven't seen a lot of Dark. 
I don't imagine Bear Country is going to be winning this. Uh, oh, wait, I, no, they weren't in the tag team battle royal. Sorry, they were in some lumberjack match oh, on the well, side. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Even worse. At least you've made a correction. But, I, <laughs> you know, I, I would, I, I'm going to go if I have to pick, right? So it's for a future AEW World Tag Team Championship match. So we were just talking about this. Who hasn't gotten a chance? And, and if we're going to assume they're going to be facing the Young Bucks, who is it you think that that would be best facing the Young Bucks? Uh, I would say Reynolds and Silver is, is is a good win here, but I don't think Reynolds and Silver do a great job in a Young Bucks match. I think top flight, um, again, TBA is always a fun pick, but if I have to pick from one of the teams, top flight might be the one that I want to see, especially because they're just so young, and I think they've uh, impressed me every single time that they've been out. And I, I their last match with the Young Bucks was really great. Um, I'd like to see Private Party. I think... They've been doing a lot of good work lately. Uh, I think they fought the Youngs, Young Bucks before, so I don't, I don't think it would be a uh, completely fresh match. they fought the Young Bucks for the first uh, defense. Did they? Did yeah, they? that sounds right. But they've grown a lot so. since then. They've had you know, a, lot of, a lot of big wins since that point. Uh, so I'd like to see them. Yeah, I'd like to see them come out of this and, and challenge the Young Bucks. Private Party or Top Flight, both young teams, I think, uh, are good are, are, are good choices. Bear Country, Butcher and Blade, sadly, uh, probably not the best. Uh, one, Dark Horse. I don't, I don't want to call them Dark Horses because they really shouldn't be that. But uh, Santana and Ortiz, they probably deserve a chance. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they were a really good tag team as LAX and Impact a few years ago, right? And I just feel that they've been too much of like a talking gimmick right like as the fourth and fifth guys of the inner circle and i feel like a championship match especially with the young bucks who i know they can all four of those guys can put together a stellar match would really elevate them so if Mm -hmm. they came out of this santana and ortiz did uh as the winners i would probably be happy with that as well i i don't know that the dark order guys bear country or butcher and blade are really going to do it for me though yeah, that's a good point. Santana and Ortiz have been relegated to basically the second tag team in the inner circle. Yeah. Which is 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 kind of crazy for, you know, how how hot they were coming in. People were super excited to see them when they first when they first came over. Yeah. Uh and that's I really I think that's about it for uh the card on Revolution next week. Do you guys think that we'll see any more matches added to the card? I can't think of any feuds it's- it's already up. like nine matches long. I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine they'd add much more. I, the only other thing that deserves a spot on it would be the Cody and Red Velvet match versus Jade Cargill and Shaq. Well, Cody's which, already in a match. That's on the exactly. That's that's already clearly been replaced and talked out of. That's and, on the Wednesday, it, it just, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's because of a scheduling issue. Uh, and they also, liked you don't it want on Revolution. I don't think people that are interested in a Shaq match with Cody are going to want to be paying fifty bucks to watch Shaq wrestle Cody. Well, I think people would pay fifty dollars to watch Shaq wrestle yeah, Cody. Is, I, is, is I think Shaq's a Shaq's a draw. I think they had to add an exploding barbed wire death match instead to get people to pay fifty dollars. But <laughs> uh, you know, I the the positive of this is that Shaq will almost certainly draw a good number, I would think, this Wednesday on AW. So how do you guys see that match playing out? I, I have to think Shaq can't be too involved. He will have some very calculated and designed spots he's i i know i don't know if we looked up his age last time we talked about him but he's got to be near near 50 50 and his mid 40s at this point so he came into the nba in the early 90s right and just at his size alone you have to figure that there's some 
uh, you know, degenerative shit in like his his knees and legs and stuff because there's just yeah, from carrying it, all that. It is mass. hard to hold up. A, uh, yeah, being that tall, being that large, and and you know playing basketball, which does a number on your knees. I imagine he is not the most athletic. Uh, certainly not like he was when he was a 20 year old man. So right. it'll be interesting to see him be involved. I can't. I, I just see like a big choke slam coming or something like that. Maybe it's Shaq Fupo's, yeah. but yeah, they're definitely going to protect him. Uh, obviously. I, I hope they give him some fun spots. Yeah, Shaq Fu would be great. I didn't even think about that. My my hope is that he does some kind of move off the top or maybe even the middle rope. I just want to see him break the ring. I don't think they've done that yet. Broken and, ring uh, spot would also be really good. Um, yeah. And this and, actually, Adonis, would be the time that I think uh, Paul White Paul? would yeah, come that's, out. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I think the, I, could, I could definitely see him start a feud with, uh, with Paul White yeah, what or a something. World. Even Sha- if it's just Shaq like Shaq is all elite. <laughs> yeah <laughs> could you imagine if he said no that'd be crazy unfortunately i could i don't know you know well i say unfortunately now but you know maybe Shaq surprises us and puts on a good match and maybe he's more capable than we thought uh his joints are definitely a big x factor we don't we don't know if that's fine do we know if jade cargill can wrestle uh, i know, know she, she can looks shoot impressive because we saw a video of her shooting hoops with I, did you guys see that video of their little basketball workout video they had Shaq shoot like a like a three or like a mid-range jumper and he sunk it and i was just like who's gonna watch that and be like wow <laughs> what an athlete like they had to do you know they had to do 50 takes of that there's no way <laughs> you can hit that shit it. you can't like <laughs> it's it's Shaq. he's there's literally a you know there was a rule in basketball or that you know or uh, Dunked it, that a strategy in basketball where they just took him to the free throw line because he couldn't make free throw shots all the time and it was better than having him dunk on you so i you know i thought that was a really Which, funny scene <laughs> to be fair i think you know dunking ability might translate a little more to the wrestling ring than, true uh, true I, that's why i say it. How, a, a power slam a choke slam something like that oh, dude i'm all in shack dunking cody when cody's on the top rope <laughs> Just I dig it. Catch him in a choke Just slam. Just catching yeah. his head and <laughs> dropping him into the ring. It could be good. Uh, I, I talked myself into liking this match. <laughs> I, I think it'll be fun. I think uh, th- they had to have had a plan when they thought it up. Uh, you know, this can't. Th- this is something they're going to work hard on. They're not going to want to embarrass themselves, especially after the Jericho NBA Twitter fiasco. So, I think uh, this. I think this will go better than expected. Um, and. At the very worst, it'll just be like a lighthearted thing where you can all laugh about, like the Snoop Dogg thing. At the very worst, that sounds about right. Yeah. And I know we talked a ton about AW today, but there's a little more that I wanted to talk about. Did you guys hear the results of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards? And how many people were, were very upset that AW yeah. pretty White. much swept them? Yeah. I got to be honest. I looked over it. I didn't disagree with anything he wrote really i mean there might have been one or two here and there but for the most part i think he got it right well so the important thing here is that dave does not vote on these. that's right yeah this is that's... all fan voted uh this is this is by the wrestling observer newsletter subscribers so i'm a subscriber i i do vote on this i did vote here you, i'm not like gonna tell AEW. you who i voted for i do like AEW. i did not vote for the number one person in a lot of the winning categories but mm. I'm not going to really go into my votes. But we will go over the top ones. If you guys 
Uh, you guys can just quickly agree or disagree, I think, with these because some of them will be easy just to talk to about along. and some of them will just be like, why are people even fucking annoyed with this? But the Luthez yeah. Ric Flair Award, which is the Wrestler of the Year Award, John Moxley won by uh, with about four times as many votes as the second place uh, wrestler, which was Kenny Omega, followed yeah. by Tetsuya Naito, Kota Ibushi, Drew McIntyre, Bailey, who is it's nice to see a woman get representation in there yep. with 634. Yeah, great year. Yeah. Uh, Go Shiozaki, Roman Reigns, Mayu Iwatani, and Chris Jericho round out the top 10. So that's a pretty strong list, I feel like, yep. from a bunch of different promotions. I'm glad to see Roman on there. I thought he was a great part of WWE this past year, especially, you know, returning from cancer. Uh, the heel turn has been absolutely phenomenal. He's the only sensible person in the fucking company because he went home during a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> you know, this this was a this is a good list. John Moxley at the top makes sense. PWI did the same thing and people didn't mauled so hard. So I don't really uh, probably a stupid question. When is this judged from? Is it like December, or like January first? So yeah, I don't 31st, think or? I don't think it has this the weird rules of of like the PWI, PWI. one where they're like July to June or something mm-hmm. like that. It is just last year, so I think it's just for the year twenty twenty. It's it's voted then, on yeah. I think in December. So maybe there's a few things towards the end of the year that do get missed. But, um, you know, I think a lot of the best show awards tend to go to things that happened early January, like uh, Tokyo Dome and stuff like that. Right. Uh, Mixed martial arts, most valuable, Khabib Nurmagomedov. That's really no surprise. I don't know how much you guys follow MMA, but Khabib has pretty much solidified himself as the biggest presence in all of uh, Mm -hmm. combat sports, to be honest. So, you know, he he, uh, I I actually tune in for all of his fights now. So that's. He's great. I'm aware of that, and that's about the extent to which I follow MMA. Nice. Uh, Most Outstanding Wrestler, which somehow differs from the other award that we just talked about, Kenny Omega. I guess this is... I, I don't I don't really know what the difference is here. I know he I, explains it every year, but I know one is kind of like character-based and one is like worker-based right yeah that's I, w- I would assume this one is based more on on work rate and... right omega bushi takagi ishi osprey suzuki okada takahashi shiozaki and ray phoenix uh that's 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 almost definitely going to be work rate again i don't think you see a wwe th- name on this list so i think that's where people start to get into the questions but is yeah, there a well, it's WWE like 80% person Japanese guys, right? Who, who I mean, could you put on here from WWE uh, that has I, such I a high work rate? It used to that, be AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, but yeah, but I don't. I wouldn't say year? either of those. No, no, I really, I really can't. Maybe Roman, but he missed like a few months. Even I mean, work like rate the, wasn't there. Excusable I don't think as his that work was. Rate's ever really there? Yeah, right. Yeah, really. it's just a different style. Yeah, he, he yeah, works a very true. basic style. It's you know, and the I think the WWE style is. You know, to that effect, they don't need such great wrestlers. They they do care more about the entertainment, the storytelling. You know, NXT is yeah. really where they have the the talented wrestlers. I I, I would see maybe someone from oh, NXT someone making from their, NXT. Their, their way onto that list eventually. Uh, in great maybe years, like I'm Gargano. sure Johnny Gargano and and, and Adam Cole have to make Adam it. And stuff. Uh, Israel Asanya yeah. won Most Outstanding Fighter of the Year. He is uh, dazzling to watch. He is my favorite person to play as in the UFC four game. So. Uh, that's all I have to say on that. He's a <laughs> vicious, vicious fighter. Tag team of the year. The Young Bucks won um, 4,283 points or votes, it looks like. Kenny Omega and Adam Page got 3,554. So it was, was kind of close. Um, you had the two splits of the elite. And then right behind them, you had FTR. So a very AW-dominated tag team. Uh, 
of the year category. I will say that Bailey and Sasha Banks make number five on this list. Uh, there's your WWE representation, and they're actually the only WWE uh, representation to make it other than Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, who tied with Santana and Ortiz uh, for 10th. So, were, again, were there any WWE tag teams that actually made it through this entire year? Right. So uh, the Street Profits, which I guess you could you could argue, but are they better than Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi? Are they better than Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix? Chuck Taylor and Probably. Trent being rated 7th. I think that's where your AEW bias does come in yeah, a little that's bit. A little bit of yeah. Some of your they th- were good. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people who, um, you know, just don't watch things other than AEW, and they probably just voted like that. Um, yeah. So making seventh on the list, I could see an argument for something like the Street Profits, or because the New Day was hurt. Undisputed I don't think. Era. It, yeah, there was well Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly down there, but I think the. Uh, the most recent iteration where Cole was wrestling uh, was actually a little bit better because O'Reilly had the singles push as of late, so I don't even really think of him as a tag team guy. Best on interviews, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, MJF, Cody Rhodes. This is an AW category. Eddie this King, is so good. Uh, th- this is literally the difference between scripting and not scripting, so I don't see how anyone could argue with this. I definitely can't argue with it. Eddie Kingston's one of my highlights of 2020. Uh, I've loved him since he showed up on AEW. Promotion of the year, AEW, no surprise, followed by New Japan, then WWE. WWE did not get nearly as many votes as AEW or New Japan, so it is... Uh... No no impact? Now, here's where it gets fun. <laughs> this, is, this is the part. I looked over some of these, uh, some of these awards and some of the... Uh... Some of the rankings before this, and 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 this this best promotion, worst promotion. This is where it starts to get interesting. Yes. The worst awards, um, <laughs> specifically some of the second tier awards are are quite hilarious. One yeah. in particular, I know we will have some fun with. Best, yeah, best weekly TV show, Dynamite. Obviously, <laughs> is going to go with best promotion. Uh, NXT second place. Uh, I think that's fair. NXT was better than Raw and SmackDown. I agree. Uh, Being the Elite is on there. I guess that's a weekly show. It is not on TV. I don't know. Is it a that wrestling show? Be on, that shouldn't I, be I don't know who. But but AEW Dark is fourth as well. So I don't know. Those are not like. I guess you can call them TV shows. They are. I mean, being the elite is only like 20 to 30 minutes, but AW Dark is is an hour. So I get Dark being on there. I've yeah. never actually watched it, which makes it. I can't imagine that something I've never been pushed really hard to watch is going to be better than SmackDown, even though SmackDown is not that great. I think it's been a lot better, especially in the last three or four months. So I'm surprised to see SmackDown fall to fifth, to be honest. Um, So I understand where people are upset with being the elite being on this list in AEW Dark. Yeah, I agree. I think we definitely also got to the point where SmackDown is almost underrated just because it's like, just attached to the WWE name and people just want to shit all over WWE all the time, but it's actually been pretty solid lately. It's, I, you know, I think SmackDown does a good job, especially not being three hours long of just yeah, that's the big thing. They do, they, they work within the mold that Vince McMahon has forced them to work in, but they, they just break through enough for us to remember, uh, you know, important parts and they don't have that extra hour just to kill time with replays and stuff that really makes raw such a, a boring drag of a show. You'll be, Unsurprised to know that Raw did not make the top 10 on this list. Following out the bottom five are New Japan Strong, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, MLW Fusion, and then WWE NXT UK. Honorable mention is Stardom. So that's that's nice. Uh, Pro Wrestling Match of the Year. 
Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Adam Page. I think this was somewhat expected. Yeah. A lot of people I gotta loved agree this, with this thing. It was yeah. a banger. Yeah, absolutely was. It was I mean, yeah, it was my match of the year too. I um I almost, you know, I'd almost forgot that it even happened this we year. We should have done the Dave like Awards. So we should we do should. the Dave Awards <laughs> next year and compare them to Dave's Subscribers Awards, which is, that is a completely different idea. site. A different Dave, yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, same name. No, yeah, no if you guys deal. didn't know, the reason this podcast is called The Other Wrestling Dave's Podcast is because my name is Dave and I like wrestling, but there was another guy who had that gimmick. So, yeah, I'm the <laughs> other one. I don't um, know if you've heard of him. Uh, the, the, the second one here is a match. I also remember really well, Okada versus Bushi at Tokyo dome. That was also a banger. So I'm actually surprised to see the bucks and Omega and page get almost double the points, maybe more than double the points, uh, that Okada and Ibushi did, but that really just goes to how great that match was because I feel like everyone remembers it. That saw it, um, just way back in over a year ago now, January, right? Uh, right? It, literally yeah. a year ago, I guess today, Feels because like there was no February ago. 29th this year. It's February 28th as we're recording, and it will almost be uh, March 1st. So uh, literally a year ago today uh, was the pro wrestling match of the year. Um, not a WWE match on this list other than Walter versus Ilya Dragunov, which was – a lot of people talked about that match. I think uh, people raved and raved and raved for weeks about that. I don't know if you got the chance to see it, but you know Walter. You know his chops. Go watch it. Yeah, do love me some Walter. Okay, now we'll move on to the Category B awards, which are, I think, the more fun ones, right? Uh, so it, it has it has some of the fun ones. We'll breeze through the MVPs because these are kind of redundant with the things that we talked about in the Category A awards. United States slash Canada, the North American MVP, Moxley, Omega, Cody, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Chris Jericho, Bailey, Adam Cole, and Adam Page. Uh, cool. Japanese MVP, Tetsuya Naito, Kota Ibushi, Go Shiozaki, Kazuchika Okada, Mayu Iwatani, Minoru Suzuki, Hiromu Takahashi, Will Ospreay, Tomohiro Ishii, and Shingo Takagi. I've, uh, these are all pretty much in line with if you separated the, uh, the, the top 10 lists of the awards we literally just read. If you split them into America and Japan, this is literally just what you'd find. So I feel like uh, peop- this is just an extended list for people to get uh, participation trophies, but that's not a bad thing with so many wrestlers. We can It's like the conference awards. championships. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, Mexico MVP, which was Ray Phoenix. I thought that was interesting con- considering I feel like he's more of an American worker now. I know he still works. I think the AAA shows it is. Maybe it's CMLL, but I know that you know he's, he he's mostly been AEW. with Kenny recently. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. But, uh, so I you know, AAA. I, I just don't think of him as a Mexico star, but... I guess the voters did, so he won this one. Uh, Laredo yeah. Kid followed, Pagano, L.A. Park, Volador Jr., Psycho Clown, Kenny Omega, because he was the super mega campeon, you know, whatever all Triple that is. champion, right? Yeah. yeah. Roosh, Pentagon, and Ultimo Guerrero round out that list. Europe MVP only has five on the list. Walter, no surprise. Walter. He's won it literally every year that the award has been out, 2018 and 19, and now 2020. Walter is literally just the best thing ever in Europe. If he ever leaves there, he will be the best thing in America uh, instantly. I, you know, that guy, I, unfortunately, I don't think he will ever leave Europe because he likes it over there. But uh, that dude against Brock Lesnar is a WrestleMania main event if I've ever fucking seen one. So I pray one day we do actually get to see Walter over on the main roster, as scary as that may sound to some people. Man is a superstar. 
The Hodge Award, the non-heavyweight MVP, which is just your small guy award, Hiroma Takahashi. If you've ever seen this guy with his crazy coats and his oh, uh, and, and his and his facials, he is he's a blast. Uh, unfortunately, he just got hurt again. I think his torn pectoral is going to keep him out like six to twelve months, which sucks because of his injury history in the past. But yeah, Hiroma Takahashi, no brainer, followed by Ray Phoenix, Darby Allen, Ray Mysterio, and El Fantasmo. So. ELP making a nice uh, entry onto the list. This award has won, been won by Will Ospreay for the past two years, so him not even making the list, obviously, with his moving up to uh, the heavyweight contendership has opened the door for Hiromu. But with Hiromu being down there, especially with him being sidelined for a year, uh, you got to think we'll probably see a new name at the top of that list next year. So, um, juniors, time for you to shine. Women's wrestling MVP. I think this is one I want to talk about because I this is where I think they prove that the voters are not entirely biased against WWE. I know that Dave and Brian and everyone at Figure Four Wrestling Observer Newsletter do tend to shit on WWE a lot, you know. But there is a lot to shit on from WWE, and this is not one of them. And the voters, I think, understood yeah. this because they it was praised when when it was going on. Bailey, women's wrestling well, MVP. She okay. was. Great. Let's pump our brakes for a second. Bailey Bailey was fantastic, but who could they have possibly voted for in AEW? True. Britt Baker. But that's my point. Britt, is Britt Baker. It, but if the claims are true, if they're actually, if the voters are so biased, or if Dave's rigging the votes and swaying the votes, wouldn't more people just say, "Fuck it, we're not going to give it to WWE"? Well, no. I mean, I think this is such a clear cut difference between the two. Like, I think if, if, if there were a ton of votes for Britt Baker or somebody like that in this, and, and then it was like, oh, wow, Britt Baker, Britt Baker got Bailey. 12 votes tied with Serena 12. Deeb. Yeah, I mean, what's the rest 10. of the list? Like, So, Bailey got 258 votes. Maya Iwatani in second place got 238 votes. Sasha Banks in third place got 206 votes. Asuka in fourth place got 151 votes. Hikaru Shida is the first AEW woman on the list because she was the champion for most of the year. Right. And I think that's where your AEW faithful comes in, 132 votes. And then you have Io Shirai right under her at 110. Now, Io probably should be higher. Yeah, I got to be honest. Just Shida being that high, even being above Io, to me, feels a little bit like a. But if you bias. switch them, wouldn't it be fine? Yeah, I mean, probably. I, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, EO, to me, was definitely better than, than Sheeta this year. Yeah, I, you know. But again, you are going to have some of that. I'm not denying that, the, you know, there are people who listen to the, right. you know, there is a lot read of that, the, yeah. new, the newsletter that, that do just love AW, you know, I just, bleed black and gold or whatever you want to call it. But Right, well, that's, that's the, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of with, like, I'm not like, I'm not going to like shit on WWE just for the right. fun of it, but I do generally prefer AEW. But I think the one place where WWE really blows AEW out of the water is the women's division. Yeah. It's just not particularly close. Uh, Adonis, would you have Bailey winning this at the top, or do you think Sasha or Asuka are a bit more deserving of it? Because I think it's interesting. There's not the names. I, any other year in WWE, I think you'd see the names at the top are Charlotte, Becky Lynch. Uh, obviously, Becky Lynch is gone for the whole year with maternity and charlotte is out with she just took an extended break so you know you really had a chance for the other horsewomen to shine plus oscar uh you know did yeah. did they get this right did the voters get it right i th i think they did bailey's had more time on tv just sasha also took a break mm -hmm. charlotte took a break and oscar just she wasn't really you know, she wasn't really doing much. Let's be honest. I feel like Compared she was forgotten to Bailey's, as the like, champion. Uh, yeah, often. she got yeah. kind of 
set aside and Bailey was kind of carrying the women's division as much as I didn't love all of her work. I do like Bailey some years. Um, she's still probably the best one this year. Yeah. Big, big fan of Bailey this year. I thought she, I thought she was great, especially with her. Uh, I thought her promos especially really stuck out. She was great on the mic. I don't think people, when she turned heel, when she slashed her Bailey buddies, I think people were concerned. Is oh yeah, that was work? 2020. I don't know. It right? might have been end of 2019, but certainly all of her. You know, it had to be 2020. I, I, Dude, I just, yeah, if her whole heel year. runs here, then she's for sure the top. She was, yeah, no, she was 100% the best. Yeah, like she her had like turning three like this, turns. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think her heel run has been so amazing. It's hard not to vote for her as number one. Uh, I said I wouldn't say who I voted for, but I voted for her. So that's, I, I, I got that one. Well, right. you just don't want to show you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, women's MMA MVP, Amanda Nunez. There's literally no debate about this. The rest of the list does not fucking matter. Best box office draw, Conor McGregor. Sure. He's still loud. John Moxley following him. Uh, yeah, you, you got to think McGregor is bound for WWE eventually. That is. I've been saying this for like five years. Well, I think he's, a lot of people have been saying it for five years. But he's a my guy. He's he, yeah. I, it's and he's starting to lose now. Like how um, isn't he starting to lose now? He just hasn't been fighting. He's been right? he's been losing. Yes, right. Oh, okay. So it's it's looking like a bit like a Ronda situation, but he's actually good on the mic. Yeah, I Connor is certainly the biggest draw. I think Khabib needs to be higher than number eight on this list. To be honest, Moxley being a two makes sense. He does feel like he is a major mover. Uh, not only when it comes to television ratings each week. If you look at the quarters, Moxley is consistently. Uh, one of the top performers when it comes to average audience in his segments. Uh, but Jericho is right there with him. Jer- yeah, Jer- Jericho told me it was Jericho. Jericho's three. I mean, that was a few months ago. It's it's, it's changed. It's been Moxley for a while. But Mox- Moxley, MJF, Jericho all do really, really well. Um, you know, and, and I think I think Moxley sells pay-per-views uh, as well. And Jericho not selling as many as he used to, I think. There's a – I think he's fading a bit from – well. Maybe he should get in an exploding barbed wire death match. True, yeah. I don't, I don't think he can take it. I don't that. think he can take it. Maybe he should wrestle Shaq. <laughs> then NBA Twitter would really be pissed off about fat old guys. <laughs> Feud of the year. I think they got this one right. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. That was one so hell good. of a feud. Uh, it really showcased... Obviously, both guys can work. Obviously, both guys can do the promos. Uh, but I think it was one of the best instances of wrestling during the pandemic just showing all the stories don't you think yeah absolutely it made eddie kingston a star too like he he became almost a household name within you know within wrestling most improved Britt baker sure i yeah um, jungle boy being five feels a little low to me baker 2019 Um, wasn't that great True. No, she kind of sucked. She yeah, kind of sucked. Suck. And she's 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 like the thing in AEW's Jungle Boy. Was that's the thing good about before. WWE is I feel like no one there. I don't know if they improve. Maybe they just get put in better situations. I guess yeah. that is improving in a way, I'm but it never feels of... like people actually become better wrestlers. And it did feel like Britt Baker. Um, not only I, I, you know, in the ring she's certainly more competent. Um. But on the mic, I think her comfortability as a babyface a year ago was not very good. And after she made her heel turn, much like Bailey, yeah. uh, like a she switch. really it, it was she all of a sudden got it how to how to hold a mic, how to you know own a promo stage. I think you saw it 
uh, on the Jericho cruise when she did the thing with Tony Schiavone and, and got the reaction. I think it was just perfect. And that's where you really knew. Yeah. The, what the fuck face is, uh, <laughs> that was, that was perfect. I think that was really the big, uh, start of something big. So I'm okay with Britt Baker for this one. Most charismatic MJF. That is sure. How did, yeah, you, how did Jericho. he only beat orange Cassidy by eight votes? Cassidy's 90. Uh, uh. Does, okay. Okay. Does orange Cassidy have charisma? Yes or no? No, he, he's uh, got. I mean, cool. he does. He's either oozing, like oozing charisma, or has absolutely none. No, I, yeah, that's tough. Like, I love Orange Cassidy, I, and I, I, I think he is to an extent charismatic, but it's like such a, it's such a nebulous thing. Like, I don't think I could bring myself to vote for him for this particular category. I, 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 I yeah, I, I think MJF is the clear winner here. I would be yeah. very upset if it were an eight, if it were an eight vote difference the other way. And Orange Cassidy somehow won this, but thankfully MJF went away with it. Oh, geez, only eight votes, yeah. Crazy. Most overrated, this is the funny one. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. This wasn't the funny one to me, but yeah, I mean, I think No, this uh... is not the funny one, but this is a funny one. Um, (laughs) Bray, Evil is number two on this list, which is... I mean, that's interesting. The he Observer, won the double belt, right? The Observer fans are very heavily into New Japan, and I know there was a big stink this year about Evil. I didn't personally hate the Evil run so much, but I know a lot of people did, so I can understand why he made number two. Uh, following that, King Corbin, Nia Jax, Braun Strowman, <laughs> Bill Goldberg, Cody Rhodes. Oh, Cody Rhodes is number seven. Let's talk about that. Is he overrated? That's interesting. No. Does he um, overrate himself with that entrance? He's overbooked. He, yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he is. Um, I, 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 I get that. Yeah, the the entrance is super over the top. It feels like he's presenting himself as the face of the company, which he is, like objectively, but yes. not from a wrestling standpoint, right? So it's, you know, he I, combines I think people his wrestler. Those two. He right. combines his wrestler pyro and his owner pyro, and well. Right. Sometimes no, he shoots off the other pyro. pyro for his wrestling entrance. Well, no, he just puts them all in one entrance. That's it. Okay. On the other side of that is most underrated. Uh, this is also a bunch of WWE guys, so it's not just that uh, WWE pushes the wrong people. They yeah. just don't push the right people. So uh, if you could just replace, if you could give the spots that Bray Wyatt and Corbin and Strowman and Goldberg have and Seth, well, I guess not Seth Rollins. He, to, he, but to be this honest, is uh, Ricochet, Chad Gable, Riddle, Cesaro, Mustafa Ali, Keith Lee, uh, Tomohiro Ishii's on here, Phoenix, Toa Hanare, and then Alistair Black is all the way on the bottom of the list. But this is uh, these are the guys that we talk about every yeah. single week while we're complaining about Raw. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, I looked at this list, and I thought this was more damning about how bad WWE's been over the last year than that last list was. The, they have this talent on the roster, and they're still putting out this, this the crap that they have with, what, five hours of of weekly television programming of main like, roster television yeah they you know add two more on for nxt two more on for nxt uk yeah. i mean they have so much talent and across all those brands time for one ricochet match like right, one good ricochet match it, yeah it's, it's it's that they don't even try with him anymore it's just and he would be so so easily promotable to like everybody like kids would love i just it's crazy i, I just i don't i don't it, understand yeah when they were doing the, the superhero time. stuff at least it felt like they were yeah. trying but now they're not yeah. even trying so it is this list is Quite sad, to be honest. It might be that they pull away from actually letting them get time to grow. Like, they'll give these guys, like, a bit of a rub and then try them out. And if it's not, like, taken off like a rocket in a week or two, they, you know, put them back in the locker room. And I think to get new people interested, they probably need to try to tough it out for a bit longer. 
Rookie of the Year was Pat McAfee. I thought this was a really good okay. vote by the... I actually didn't even vote for McAfee because I kind of forgot about him as a rookie and didn't consider him like a wrestler. But I'm happy that a bunch of other people did. He won over Anna Jay, who came in second place. by. He won by a pretty sizable margin, by over 100 votes. So, uh, you know, McAfee uh, certainly had the best debut, I think, of anyone we've seen in a while, especially when it comes to WWE. So th- this was great. And he was exceptional on the mic he continued the gimmick even you know when he went to go record his podcast in his studio he's pretty much everything you can ask for uh, from a celebrity that comes from outside of wrestling into it so he he was perfect and i'm happy he won this award and i hope i I think he will i think he'll be happy about it he really ran with it too on twitter he was uh he tweeted a whole bunch about it he was obviously very excited yeah he he still still tweets on wednesdays after adam cole does stuff yeah, no, I mean about the award specifically. Oh, oh, did he? Did oh. he? He tweeted about the. Yeah, he tweeted a whole letter. bunch about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I know. I'm happy he won this, and you know, like I said, I I thought he would be proud of it, and I'm I'm glad he is. Uh, Jungle Boy won it last year, so that's certainly uh, good good people to follow. Before that was mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey, so he's he's in good company here. Um, let's hope, hope that he can come back. It seems like he will, especially with his tweets on the Adam Cole stuff, uh, every week or so. I, I do think we'll see Pat McAfee in the ring again in 2021. So he won't win rookie of the year, but maybe he'll win something else. I'm going to skip some of these things like best non-wrestler just cause they're kind of stupid and get to, um, this one's funny. Where's television <laughs> announcer, Michael Cole, as if there were another yeah. announcer. Um, I think but, he was the one that had the zinger on Baron Corbin, though, at Elimination Chamber. <laughs> oh, Michael Cole has some redeeming factors that I think should save <laughs> Every him from once being in a while. He says something hilarious and he he is the perfect robot for WWE. I don't think he deserves being a worse announcer because he's great for what he's expected to do. They just feed him crap. Um, this is the fun one. Most disgusting promotional tactic. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Was there uh, ever another fun. option? You will, uh, so, not so we'll start from 10 this time. I've been reading them top down, but this is kind of a fun one to reveal. So number 10, WWE Drake Maverick firing storyline with all the real oh firings. God. That, that was, was awful. this year. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a really shitty thing to do. I mean, Whoa. it was good for Drake Maverick. He kept his job, but I mean, they didn't have to turn it into a storyline because they legitimately <laughs> fired like dozens of people literally that same day. Bushy Road handling the death of Hanukkah makes number nine here. I'll be honest. I don't know how Bushy Road handled that. Um, I know her death was incredibly sad, but I don't I don't know how Bushy Road uh, did with this. So that, that got some stuff. Uh, number eight is WWE continuing to employ and push wrestlers with credible sexual allegations against them. I would just put any company aren't other companies doing this that right? only clocks in at number eight i yes that is number eight um <laughs> but I, I feel like i guess aw cut ties with jimmy havoc right um i think the people specifically that were in mind when people were voting for this category were matt riddle with the, his allegations um, velveteen dream velveteen dream i think jordan oliver has just they kind of took him off tv and just never said anything about him even though he has credible allegations or i mean seemingly credible allegations i don't know whether they're actually credible or not uh but yeah this being number eight just kind of shows you how much of a shit show this year was that uh sexual assault allegations uh place at number eight Number seven, we have UFC making an appearance on here. Dana White attempting to run a Native American reservation show in California to get oh, around Jesus. COVID restrictions. Oh, God. 
You know what? Uh, I can't I blame I Dana White. This list. I cannot I blame Dana White. I, 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 I would not do it. But I don't think that's even the shittiest thing he's ever done. So I, he was just trying to make some money. So I, I, I'm gonna. Was it the shittiest thing he's done this year? Because I feel like there has to be something else that that. I'm sure like, he wasn't he... said worse things, but he probably hasn't done anything else. Oh, he sucks so much. I mean, he was the guy. He, I mean, he was supporting Masvidal with all of his crap. Like, I, yeah, it's. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Number six, Rey Mysterio losing his eye. <laughs> oh my god. I like that people voted That's this fine. worse I don't than think the that other stuff. Like, <laughs> with the rest of the shit on this list, how did nineteen? Like, there's only nineteen people voted for this, so they the, they might the have taken split. They might have taken the word "disgusting" a little too literally. Yeah, may, maybe, maybe it was uh, quite quite literally disgusting. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's not a multiple choice vote. You 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 you, right. you write in what you think. Fair. Uh, number five is AEW restarting Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. That one I expected to be on this list. Oh yeah, um, that, was bad. that was pretty fucked when it happened, and, and I'm glad that they're gonna hold him account them accountable for that. Because fuck, he they should have just ended that. They did not need yeah. to go like the extra five or ten minutes that they did. Uh, number four, WWE running in Saudi Arabia. This will just be a permanent fixture on the list for the next decade. So. <laughs> Congratulations, WWE, for making a terrible PR deal that makes you a ton of money. Number three, WWE stopping talent from third-party opportunities. This is the Twitch stuff. I think, Ugh. Austin, we've talked about this a ton, how the fucked worst. up this is. It's so but stupid. Why can't they make money uh, on a side hustle? You know, like, it's not like, I understand if they're going out there and, you know, it's uh, Zelina Vega in character and stuff or Paige in character, but when it's Soraya Beavis or whatever the hell her name is and when it's... Uh, Thea Trinidad, you know, like these people. I mean, I don't know. I so I've, I, you know, I checked again. Thea Trinidad does pretty well with Twitch subscribers. She's done, you know, fairly well. I don't think she's actually hurting that much financially based on uh, where her position was in the company. I don't, I, I don't think she was actually. You've heard, you've heard stories of UFC and WWE talent making more money on off brand deals. I think Lana makes a ton of money on her fashion Nova stuff that she does on Instagram. So. Uh, you know, was that all of too different. All of these things are, are affected by it. Is my point. So it's just oh. like, yeah, it, it's just like who's willing to take the hit and stuff. So props to Selena Vega for fucking saying, you know what, I I'd rather just do my own shit than deal with WWE's rules and and all of that. So you know, hopefully more people will follow her path. Uh, so much for Andrew Yang intervening on behalf of all the wrestling fans as soon as Biden got into office. That never fucking happened, but he sure did promise it. <laughs> Number two, WWE operating for months without COVID testing. Pretty bad. I mean, I this list is just a big bummer for me. It's just it's just so depressing. <laughs> I mean, uh, we all know what number one is. And number one, WWE firing people during a pandemic during a year where they were well, they setting were profit profiting records. Profiting record uh, numbers. Yeah, unbelievable. If, if you're keeping track, WWE just signed their third billion dollar deal and then within the same week told people that they would not be doing raises and bonuses because of the stock price. And somehow so. people come to bat for this company and accuse people of shitting over them and Yeah, but your boy bought WWE stock during the big dip, so it's okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's diamond strong hands, buddy. 
<laughs> no, yeah, this is a uh, this is I, I encourage everyone to just make money off of WWE being shit because they are going to do anything that they can. Obviously, by this list, um, if you can't tell, most of the things that they did here, in some form or fashion, aside from like, I, I guess even ignoring the sexual assault stuff boils down to this but it's all to appease stockholders and to make them think that the company is more valuable than it actually is when the company is already ridiculously valuable so uh, there the record-setting profits thing is the big part of this that is just makes it so disgusting they have an excess of money and they refuse to acknowledge it like it's not even that they're like not spending it they just don't they pretend like oh what yeah. do you mean we don't have that like how could we possibly do that like no, they're this, expecting this us to make seventy billion dollars it's that's so, yeah. crazy like they they sh- I'm sure they took a hit during the pandemic but they they easily could have survived it and kept paying those wrestlers like there's no question about it and I wanted to finish with that list and I know it's a, a bit tough to get through but I think it kind of does uh it does help me make my point about these wrestling observer awards. And it's that maybe there is a bit of a bias against WWE. But if you're paying fucking attention, they deserve it. They, like, the workers aren't bad. And the workers aren't being, you know, The workers are punished. world class. They're not being punished for this. The only thing that's punishing them is their bad booking, right? If they're not in good booking things, obviously the people who are booked better are going to win more awards. And when your company only cares about the bottom line, which is money, which is what that list I just read clearly indicates, you can't get upset when a lot of the wrestling faithful turns on your product because that's just what's going to happen when they have to watch five hours a week and don't get any attention unless you pay for their stock, which I do. So I'm chilling. Speaking of all that, uh, we, we skipped over my favorite award. Oh. Which was a uh, worst show of the year? Do you care to read the list? Uh, I don't. I, I don't have it in front of me. Did, did you? Okay. But I know who won. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a stat here. Second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth place got a combined eighty-seven votes. Oh Jesus! Yeah, this, first this... place at one thousand one hundred and seventeen <laughs> votes. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> what else could it have been? Dog shit. Dog Horrible. shit. If anybody, if anybody actually sat through that three-hour slog every Monday this year on live TV, you deserve a medal or a bullet in the head. One of the you two. You deserve a helmet. And I totally yeah. glossed over worst match of the year being Braun Strowman versus The Fiend at that, you know, oh God, Extreme Rules thing. That, that was awful. So bad. Worst feud of the year, that was Wyatt and Strowman. I mean, a lot of this, uh, you know, is just redundant at this point. People were uh, kind of got upset that Tony Khan won Best Booker. Tell me who else. Uh, you know, he won Promoter of the Year as well. Uh, Orange Cassidy won Best Gimmick. And yeah. The Fiend won Worst Gimmick. So. I, I, I people I know love the fiend, but you have to admit that without fans, it's a shit gimmick. It's it not good. Work. It, it it's it needs, and I know they could do. Uh, Alexa Bliss has done a better job with it, to be honest, because they focus yeah, more on. I don't want to say like the the character change thing, you know what I mean? But where she 
does like she does the literal character change where she goes into all black and the makeup changes and stuff. That's something you actually couldn't do when fans are in the building. So I think that's why the Alexa Bliss character works better with the Fiend stuff other than Bray Wyatt. So uh, hopefully that thing is actually burnt to a crisp and dead and buried because I never want to hear that again. All right, it's time for mailbag questions. We have a few sent in. Um, this one is from a while ago, our friend Matt Watson. Uh, this is kind of a silly one, but I thought it would be fun to answer. I actually saw someone tweet this out uh, and ask it on a larger scale. So I, I did see some ideas from there, but I don't think anyone stole my idea. The question is, if you were to rob a bank and you had a team of three wrestlers doing it with you, who would you pick and why? Um... I think you want somebody that's going to be able to grab the entire bank's attention and distract them for long enough without really giving everybody too much worry. Uh, So I have Eddie Kingston to help out and get everybody on the ground and also to make sure nobody makes a damn move and to help get the money out of the bank. Cash Wheeler, of course. Because, A, it's a pun. Because <laughs> he two, wheels the cash out. Yeah, he wheels the cash out. You know. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> All these guys are muscular. All these guys are muscular. But this guy, he's got the name. No one would suspect the guy named Cash Wheeler to be carrying the money out of the bank. All right? Nobody would expect the guy named Money Grabber to be grabbing money. <laughs> Why do they right. know his name? No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. And matter? they would never suspect him. Um, and so, then to, so, to drive the getaway car, I have someone else. That, oh, Cash Wheeler is not driving the getaway car. No, he's just rolling the, the wheeling the cash. Wheel got it. <laughs> okay, so Eddie Kingston, Cash Wheeler, and third. They're going into the bank. Yeah, the third guy stays outside in a vehicle. So you, All right, you planned the robbery. Who is the third person? Uh, Mustafa Ali. Hmm. He's an inside man. He used to be a cop. He knows how to drive, so he won't get pulled over. How do you That's, know? What, what do you mean he knows how to drive? Does he have a history of driving? He's a cop. He knows how okay. not to get pulled over. This is interesting. I like. I like. Does he your have list. a history of driving? Does he have a driver's license? Probably. All right. Okay. I, I, I like I, your list, and I like it for two reasons. Uh, the main reason is that you you pick the same three kind of roles that I had in mind. What other three roles are there? I don't. I don't know. What are the uh, roles? I guess, driver, talker, and well, distraction. <laughs> I guess money grabber. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. You need one or two people to watch the bank people, and <laughs> you know, one person to move the cash. All right, Austin, your list. So okay, so I also had Ali, uh, but I had Ali as uh, as like a hacker. You okay. know, I felt oh. like he could, he could kind of get into the security <laughs> system. That makes sense. True to the gimmick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my I second, the, the second person is actually the one I had the most trouble with. Uh, I initially was gonna go with like, um, like Braun Strowman or somebody for muscle, but I I ended up going simple with it. And I I feel like the obvious answer for uh, you, you got a guy who's got to get in and out of the bank. It's got to be the repo man. He's gonna sneak in there all sneaky and you know steal all that money. It's 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 an obvious answer, but I think it's uh, I think it's a good one. How old Anyways, is the repo man? He's well, I. Obviously, this is prime Repo Man we're talking about. Oh, okay. About. I didn't know we were oh, allowed to take people from their prime. I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought we were robbing the bank today, not 10 years ago. If it's good current, on if you it's current I'll take like Braun Strowman or something. Just somebody big. Can, like, I guess he could carry a bunch of shit. I would I don't say know. don't take Braun Strowman. That guy sticks out like a sore green giant. Okay, then I'm sticking with Repo Man. Um, anyways, for the third person, obviously a getaway driver. 
And for that person, I want none other than Trent's mom, Sue. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's good. I want her driving the minivan and uh, getting our guys out of there once we uh, clear the bank. Now, did they say pro wrestler? But she might flip them off as you drive away, and then they'll have a good picture of her. for A good picture of her middle finger? Yeah, it'll be... All right, my three, uh, I, I did kind of try and pick roles for them as well. I don't have a driver, to be honest, because I... He's going to walk away? Well, I mean, I can drive, all right, so I'm there. The You're the driver. That's the good. That field. works. I'd rather just sit in the car, to be honest, because if shit goes south, um, fuck those guys, you know? Like, I'll just drive away. That's <laughs> that. So I'll be in the car. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I have a talker, like your Eddie Kingston type uh it's mjf i think mjf walking into a bank um i think it sounds pretty natural if if he just comes into a suit to make a big withdrawal i think it'll be be okay and then i decided to go with a woman because i felt like you need someone who can kick ass talk and have sex appeal so i went with sasha banks because i figured like she's all appeal for a bank heist yeah, why do you need sex appeal to, yeah. to distract dummy cops? What do you mean? It's a distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what do you mean? Okay. Like you've never seen a movie where they have like, you think they just cast so, the, the the sexy starlet for no reason? No, it distracts. That's that's how no, the movie. So this go. is interesting. So Dave, Dave is going for a much more covert uh, option than Donnie. Yeah. Was. I feel like Donnie no, was thinking smash was, and grab. Yes. Yeah. I think no, you no, were no. too, we, Austin. Yeah. No. This well, is not uh, really with with Braun, maybe, but not with the. Uh, you know, I was thinking kind of shut him down and. Well, right. So MJ MJF being his, you know, uh, high high class self, and, and and naturally he makes large withdrawals all the time. Uh, you know, he's just going and he's going to get them to open the safe. You know, that's they have to go actually get his money because he's he's doing something that isn't just they can just pull out from under the table. You know what I mean? He's doing big boy stuff, but wants bricks of gold. So that's when the door gets open, and of course that's when the enforcer walks in. Meanwhile, Sasha Banks is distracting, either talking, maybe if it's some dumb love-struck boy, she can easily deal with him. But she's also like, I think of her like a cat woman, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, so, And then we have the enforcer, which is Bobby Lashley. I figure, who's not going to be afraid of Bobby Lashley? I bet he can carry more gold than Cash Wheeler. He's been in the Hurt Business for the past few months. He's been listening to M- MVP, so maybe he'll get confused and just listen to MJF. Uh, <laughs> things could really work here, I think. So uh, this is, to me, uh, very simple. MJF, Sasha Banks, and uh, Bobby Lashley all go in and just very, uh, you know, quickly rob this bank. And, and I drive away once style. they get yeah, this yeah, this entry. I, I, I think that's a good team. I think you know what we should do. We should put this up on a, a poll on Twitter. Whose See team who, uh, would rob the most gold? Yeah, or or, or get banks away with it. Banks have gold. Those. I don't think banks have gold. Well, yeah, the most money, well, the most cash. Obviously, it's got to be cash. <laughs> I like gold. <laughs> I like gold. I, like gold. <laughs> I almost put Baron Corbin instead of Bobby Lashley because I wanted to consider that. Maybe you just dump them off. We we may need someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We may need someone to just kind of be like, ah, we don't know that guy. Mission abort, <laughs> abort. You know, and like. MJF would get it real quick. He'd just get in the car with me and be like, let's get the fuck out of here. So, you know, Baron Corbin might be preferential to Bobby Lashley. Uh, Braun Strowman, same deal. I, I I understand why you pick him. Big, meaty, but expendable at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, this this was a fun exercise, Matt. Thank you for the question. 
Our next question is from, I hope I pronounced this correctly, Jeff Ginnon. I hope that's it. But thank you, Jeff, for sending in uh, two questions. Uh, he hit me up at Dave B. Rosenberg, which is my Twitter. It's <laughs> um, uh, my personal Twitter where I'm doing my rating stuff. So make sure that you're following that. Uh, Matt actually sent his question to at MSC Pro Wrestling. So either of those are good if you're looking to do mailbag questions in the first. But Jeff asked us first. What are some good habits formed by promotions during the pandemic era that you hope they will keep when things get back to normal? And what are bad habits formed that you hope will cease? Uh, I don't know. I have a few answers for some of these. So I'll let you guys go first and then I'll fill in the blanks with whatever I have left. Sure. Uh, so number one, I think first and foremost, the big thing that I want to see the companies continue to do, especially WWE, is the cinematic style matches. Uh, I don't know how easy that's going to be to do with crowds um i i'm sure they could you know pre-record it but i, I don't know if you know crowds are going to want to sit through cinematic matches so i don't know that it's going to be something that they keep doing right um, i mean well i i think back to like the house of horrors thing that they did remember yeah. with orton and fiend or not fiend bray wyatt right um, the one that started in the ring and then just turned into like uh, it started outside of the ring and then got went into the ring at the end but they remember they burned the house down yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I had it backwards. They started in the in the ring and okay, yeah, yeah, or in the house and then went to the ring. Yeah, but I, I, they could do something like that. I don't know. I just like to see more, more creative style matches. I don't think it's super convincing for somebody to want to pay for a ticket and then watch it on a screen there anyway. No, that's for pay per views, I don't think it'd work. But for a weekly, it'd be cool. In terms that's of uh, issue, in terms of bad habits that you think uh, that you hope will stop, do you have any of those? This was a tough one. I couldn't really think of anything. I mean, what what were some bad habits that we they've went, been doing? We went over the most disgusting promotional tactics of the year. Uh, well, those weren't really habits. That was... I can see some of these companies continuing to do similar things. Yeah, but I don't think those are habits. I, 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 I know what you're saying is because they are because of the pandemic, but I don't know if there are things that, uh, you know, I actually give a shit whether they keep doing... I mean, you know... From a morality standpoint, yes, but from a watching wrestling standpoint, no. I will say one of the things that I think I hope will stop or cease is the over-reliance on cinematic matches. I'm on the opposite side of the fence here, Austin. I don't like um, even things like the stadium stampede. It was fun. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say I didn't have a good time. I really like the Boneyard match. Um, but I, you know, the bad side of this, right. The, the dentist the match audience. that they had, the, the fiend match that they had. Oh yeah. Those were so, so damn bad. And I just, I don't want to see, I don't want to see any more of that. So that's why I made sure to say over-reliance on cinematics, because right. I do think that there is a way that you can incorporate it and it can be good. Matt Hardy started doing that stuff with the ultimate deletion back mm -hmm. in impact several years ago. So this has always been the direction that wrestling uh, could take and wh whether or not it did was always the question. And I think the pandemic era accelerated that, but I do hope it stops being something that they say, well, this is how we have to do it, right? Like you don't have to do it that way. You can do it sometimes when it's going to be great, but if it's not going to be great, you probably don't have to do it. And I think, um, We've talked about WWE just doing matches because they feel like they have to do it. This is that with another layer on it and them saying, well, we have to do cinematic too because uh, that's how it'll be best. So I, I do hope cinematics go away after uh, th this pandemic is, is, is done with because I, I, I'm kind of tired of that. And, I, and the other thing I'll say that I, I hope 
go away is the hot shotting after matches because I feel that's very similar. And it's it's kind of I think AEW is more guilty of this because WWE has always done it to some extent, but AEW it seems like more than ever there's an attack after the match. Uh, you can never just get the finish. Uh, maybe sometimes you can, but I would like to see less of that. I understand you need to create action and stuff when there's no fans. Uh, it helps to create the noise and the hustle and bustle of multiple people doing stuff certainly is one of the plays in the playbook. But I I, I don't think they need to do it as much as they're doing it, um, more so in AEW than WWE. No, I, I get where you're coming from. I, I I do think that if they continue to do some kind of cinematic events in the future, I definitely limit them. Uh, like I only want to see those for very specific occasions. I think, but I think they can definitely still make it work with uh, just 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 on a less frequent basis. Donnie, do you have any uh, positive uh, habits yeah. or negative habits? Yeah, I also have the cinematic matches on there as kind of a negative. I just really want them to put out a good product. So as long as it doesn't mess up too much with how people are seeing it live, I don't think it's going to be a big issue. Another thing, which I have in good, but I don't really know how they're actually handling it. Uh, I just hope the companies are more flexible with wrestlers not being able to perform on a certain night. I don't necessarily think that Riddle was supposed to win over Keith Lee um, against Bobby Lashley for the title. So... If if a wrestler gets kind of banged up and maybe they shouldn't wrestle for a night, I'd rather them just postpone the match or, you know, find something else to happen that night. Right. Uh, just, you know, to keep these people safe. Yeah, I, 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 had a, I had a similar thing on my on my good habits list. And, and I called it I said more risks. I want them mm. to take more risks because it does feel like uh, if one thing they've done in the pandemic era is they've just tried shit that they've never tried before because they have to, right? And some of it worked and some of it didn't. And, and I can't fault them for that because you have to try it. But now right. they kind of, you know, they know what risks are, are, are good to take. So they, they should take more of them because some of them have really paid off, I think. Um, and you get stuff like, you know, the riddle win, whether it was planned or not. I think it was somewhat of a risk um, to do, you know, for WWE. They don't like to push those new guys and them pushing right. them is kind of a big deal for them. So if they're gonna do stuff like that i hope they just keep this mentality of we need to go with it it feels like they're less beholden to what they think the fans are going to react to and more going to do what they want and and i know that doesn't even sound like a risk but it is so they need to do that more i think um and and they do need to be flexible it's flexibility is huge especially in 2021 i think if you're not a flexible person uh you know i'm talking about working with people not actual uh wrestling and physicality and stuff (laughs) yeah but if you can work with people and you're flexible and stuff uh if you're a good boss i think that does go a long way in the eyes of the fans these days because wrestling is small enough niche enough to people give a shit about that so that that's you know that's something you got to care about Um, i also think they got rid of the the like house show the live events i think is what they were called and like i don't know how much money they made on that i'm sure some people saw them and enjoyed them I don't necessarily think the wrestlers need a whole two extra days of travel and an extra day of work a week. Absolutely. The, uh, you know, the, the live it, it's, it's sad that we don't get live shows. Cause I know that's where wrestlers get a bunch of their practice. And that's where they get a bunch of like, you just hear Reps. stories, right? Yeah. You right. hear stories of that's where their favorite matches are. It's not on raw. It's not on SmackDown. It's on the house show when they did that one spot to make those kids laugh in the third row. Um, that's just, 
I, I think an important part of the business and I'd like to see it come back, but certainly there were too many of them. There were just far mm. too many of them. I think they were doing something like five or six shows a week and that was just not necessary. So I think yeah, uh, going less on that is important and also less time on pay-per-views is something we haven't talked about. Oh, um, true. This past pay-per-view, two and a half hours, I cannot say enough good things. You just need short pay-per-views. They, it doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make them bad in any way. So if 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 there's one thing WWE and AEW can stick with is just shorter pay-per-views. It, it's well, it's okay, especially WWE, given that they're on the subscription model. Right. Uh, if if AEW had a fifty dollars pay-per-view pay-per-view and it went two and a half hours, I don't know that I'd be as thrilled. Especially I, two and a half again. hours is pretty is, is a lot of time. And it went shorter, I guess, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, sure. yeah. No, I mean, two and a half would be okay, but I mean, they they only have four a year. I'm fine with AEW having longer pay per pay per views for now. Sure. But with the amount of content we get from WWE, they don't need to be four hours every time. Yeah, monthly four hour pay per views was was over way too much. Yeah. Uh, the other question that Jeff sent in the second question was when we return to live audiences. Who do you think will get the biggest surprise reaction that the promotion isn't expecting? For example, someone who has been presented as a heel, being greeted as a face, etc., or vice uh, vice versa. This uh, was tough. Am, am I allowed to say Dark Order? You're allowed to say whatever you want. What do you mean by that? Do you think that they'll not get uh, praised as much as you think no. they will? Or you think that they'll get cheered instead of booed? I think they'll get cheered. Like, they've definitely been turning face for a long time. Right. Um, but I think they've just been, I mean, they're, I mean, you can see them interacting on Twitter. They're clearly people who are going to be cheered when they're fans. And right. I, I think AEW expects this. So I think I'm kind of cheating a little bit here. Uh, but I think, I think they're going to be very, very popular. Donnie. I think people are obviously going to be cheering for Roman Reigns, even though he's supposed to be a heel. He is the face of the company. Yeah. That's an interesting and, one. Like I said before, I do think he's super charismatic. But they do love to boo him. I mean, we've seen that yeah. firsthand. Yeah, but they love to boo him when he was a face. Now that he's a heel, they're going to cheer for him. You, yo, so you think they'll continue <laughs> to do the reverse on Well, him now he's actually he... doing a good job. Right. <laughs> well, um, I, you know, I, I, I would hope that Roman Reigns does get booed because he is a somewhat compelling heel. But I think it is, it is hard to make a guy who, you just a year ago, you made the entire story about him coming back from cancer. Right. Uh, well, it is hard when not he beats to beat up him. his cousin, but not when he spits fact about the and, company not doing great shit. Right. It's it's to some degree too the storylines that they put him in as a heel, and WWE does this a lot. Makes me think, you know what? He's kind of justified in being a dick. Like, not not all the time with Roman Reigns, but sometimes mm -hmm. when he does stuff, it's like, you know what? That other guy was kind of being an asshole too. So, it's 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 you know i can easily see roman reigns being uh you know classically turned on once again i just hope for his sake that he gets the reaction that wwe wants him to because i he just needs an easy ride at this point i he's been through so much <laughs> poor guy at the wrestlemania that we went to just literally oh ignored his entire match it was so sad anyone else uh i also kind of like dominic i just don't think he's going to get a very big pop True, true. That's 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 not a bad one at all. I think I think we'll get some lukewarm claps and everything and some cheering. Um, I, I'm I'm going to be interested to see which way the audience goes with Lacey Evans when. Uh, when they Will they know which way to go again. with her? I, yeah, I mean, no I guess she's, she's going to be off for a while. Oh, uh, she's returning from a pregnancy. True. Uh, true. I forgot. So we might not even really get it, but they uh, might forget about it. To be honest, I'll forget yeah. about it. 
nine months is a long time. Yeah, and it was so it was I mean, it was what, three or four weeks? So I mean, it depends if that's considered long or short lived in today's right. wrestling culture, but you know, Lacey Evans might might be one as well. The people I had on my list, number one, first and foremost, Bad Bunny. Yeah. Uh, Bad Bunny's not getting the pop? reception that no WWE pop. thinks oh. they're gonna get. He's not getting that big pop. Yeah. He he will I didn't I, even think about that. I, I think his pop is what he's getting now, the social media thing, the buys that fans are getting. But I don't think I just can't see a world where I mean, you've been to WWE shows, yeah. There's there, there's Spanish people, but I I think most of them are just kind of you know Marks? middle class yeah. white people. Like it's it's I, I don't yeah. see them getting down to Latin rap. I mean, you know, it's it's just certainly not an eighteen to forty nine crowd either. You know, it's mostly fifty plus white dudes. So it's just it feels like. They're going to be in for a shock there. Of course, I, they've been going hard with this Bad Bunny stuff, and they have to be doing it for a reason. So maybe I'm wrong in either their expectations or that Bad Bunny will get over. I'm always happy to be wrong in that situation. But I just do think that WWE thinks they've hit a gold mine, and, and it's not. It's not at all. Yeah. The other guy I have on my list is Big E. I, I, and this is a no bit of a pop? swerve. Oh, no Big E slander. I don't think WWE quite knows oh. what a big star they have. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 agree. I think they think he will Dude. get a pop when he comes back, but it will be Kofi Mania. It should be Kofi Mania times 10. It should be bigger than – yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, dude. If I was in charge of WWE, I would have him win everything. He is my favorite wrestler. As far as like, humans I go, him. he is a top-tier – not just wrestler, human. I mean – like you just gotta just follow some of the projects that he does like there is He's no better role model best. for the company i i kids the face of the company families yeah. absolutely should get behind this guy they should push him for all of their mainstream media stuff i don't think they know how big of a star they have and how many cheers they could have for big e you could just hear them chanting yeah. e e e but you know give I, the man I, his I, last name back <laughs> I, it's all he wants did you finally listen to their podcast because i did his... i started listening to it it's so good oh my god that's their god. gimmick the, the intro is always that he, he he demands it he's actually dropped it recently but i'm yeah. sure he'll pick it back up no again. i heard that on the on the last episode he oh my god he the, them doing the the whole uh what do they call it the gas up gas up squad yes 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 listen to the yeah. new day podcast for some oh gas my ups god if you, if it, is it is so good biggie specifically he just i mean he He's just on another level. He goes level. there. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, just, he's just so perfect at every single aspect of being a professional wrestler. He's just like if you could create a wrestler, it would be, it would be Big E. He just does. You'd have a hard time right. actually making a wrestler as good as Big E. Absolutely. Yeah. In a more traditional sense, uh, I had Mustafa Ali and Retribution on my list. I think that WWE thinks that these guys are going to get booed out of the building and I that there are people Luster. that want to be cheered. I, I, you know, if, if nothing else, I can see the hardcore WWE fans saying, fuck Vince, we're going to cheer these guys. So mm-hmm. that's, that, that's just me. And and then the last guy I have on my list, and, and this is the one I definitely could be wrong about is the fucking Messiah. Hmm. I he- don't know why they continue to push Seth Rollins like this. And I know they think that it'll be greeted by booze because they know we hate it. But I really think that people are just going to show up to the building and stare at him and just be like, this is cringy, bro. Stop the gimmick. We're looking at you now face to face in the building. Please stop. Yeah, I don't like that. Messiah. 
he needs a repackage more than anybody <laughs> I can think of in recent memory. Like I, it's it's so bad. I just do anything different. If we're talking about Seth reacting to a crowd, I remember after the Hell in a Cell with the Fiend, him just getting super mad at uh, well, blaming the crowd the fans. turning on him, obviously. Yeah, and then him like blaming the fans, but also his like in the moment reaction to just being upset as he had to leave. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think so much about the wrestlers being in like the the rude awakening for that with the live reactions coming back. Just the fact that WWE, having been in charge of the crowd sounds for a year now, true. Uh, I don't think they know anything. Yeah, they they literally only know their own reactions. It's crazy. It's uh, yeah. It's 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 funny. They and you can tell they're they're always surprised when something actually gets over because then they run with the th- some like they run it to they just no end, like my whole yeah like 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 they they cut that out of the broadcast exactly. And then initially they, they were like this is playing it on every show right. This is awful. This is awful. No, this is great. This is great. They like it. And then this is great into this is overbearing. So it's like uh, uh classic WWE. But yeah, I I do think uh more. Uh, surprise reactions are in store for WWE than AEW because, frankly, I think AEW has a better idea of what yeah, their fans, fans want. Yeah. yeah, and they have fan. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, it, j- it just seems super simple. But thank you so much, Jeff, for the questions and Matt, uh, for the bank question. It was certainly silly, but it was. Uh, We've been sitting on that one for a while. Now. Yeah, I know Austin has been every before we record this every week he asks me can we do the bank question so i, I this episode did run long to get that bit out about sue for so long i thought it was so funny <laughs> but uh but yeah the, the, so if you want to follow us on twitter it's at msc pro wrestling you can also follow me at dave b rosenberg on twitter um you can ask us mailbag questions i really just reply to any of my stuff and just say hey i have a mailbag question you can dm me if it ever gets to a point where i need to make an email or some shit i will but um you know this was fun uh three questions is more than i expected so uh thank you guys so much um and next week are we talking about revolution guys for sure we're talking about revolution it, it is definitely on sunday right we, we looked yeah. this up I, I think we did yes yes, yes here's yes. the it's thing the, it'll the be seven. a It'll be a little late to record on Sunday, but I think we can manage. We recorded a bit late tonight, right? So yeah, just follow us there on Twitter, and we'll be here next week for Revolution. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week.